Hi, it's Laura Giles, your host of Modern Animism Radio. Thank you for being here. Pan Society has debuted our book club this October. It's one of the perks that our insiders get for supporting us on Patreon. And our board secretary, Lisa Giles, chose the first selection as Know My Name by Chanel Miller. It's the story of the high-profile rape at Stanford by Brock Turner from the victim's perspective. Modern animism isn't something that we do only on holy days or one day a week. It's something that informs every aspect of our lives. And I hope that you will see that when we discuss this book today. We have all kinds of people on our show who are not always animists, and we talk about all kinds of things. And today, I hope that you'll see how that fits into animism. But first, let's put our feet on the ground and our hearts in sacred space by giving gratitude to the elements and ancestors. To the earth below who houses us, nurtures us, and feeds us, I give gratitude. To the air above that gives us oxygen, discernment, detachment, communication, and inspiration, I thank you. To the fire that destroys and empowers us to create, I give thanks. And to the water that gives us life is our emotional side and takes us deep into the darkness, I thank you. To the human, plant, animal, and mineral ancestors, I thank you all for that you do everything that you do that is seen and unseen. Thank you for all that you do for us every day to guide our path and keep us safe. Thanks to all our listeners around the world for your support. If we inspire, educate, or give you anything of value, please consider reciprocating with a share or review of our podcast as it helps us to grow. We have a private Facebook group for those who want to be part of our virtual community. And if you'd like to support us as you grow in your animism practice, you can go to patreon.com forward slash pan society and become an insider. We also have group ancestral clearings, the book club, and the online class for those who want to take it to a deeper level. So thank you. So Lisa, thanks for being here. Sure. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm delighted. So did you hear about the Stanford rape case before reading the book? Oh, most definitely. Um, yeah, that's it, big news. It, it was huge news. I, I will say that I did not, it was not something that I absorbed myself with. I did not pay a lot of attention to it. Obviously, it, it was a big case. It was in the news. Um, it made headlines. I knew about it. Um, I did not, ironically, with the book titled Know My Name, I did not know her name um, until I had heard of the book being uh, released and, and choosing to read it. Um, I, of course, heard his name. And, you know, obviously mm -hmm. part of that was because in these situations, the victim, quote unquote, victim is uh, anonymous and she naturally chose not to be anonymous anymore um, and wrote this memoir. So, but yeah, I, I definitely heard about it, um, definitely knew the details uh, on the periphery, but, but did not, you know, uh, dive into it. And, and I, I did not see or read the, the BuzzFeed article, uh, her victim impact statement. I didn't, didn't read that, didn't know about that, did not know about the virality of that. Um, like I said, just just knew of the story kind of on the periphery and um, just so happened to to uh, be reading this during our conversation about the launching of the Pan Society Book Club. So that's what I was reading at the time. So that's what I decided to go with as the first selection. Um, 
and also that you know memoir is kind of a uh, it's a huge genre right now in the literary world i am normally a fiction girl but uh, memoir being what it is um in the literary world this was one of those that i decided to pick up and learn more about so everything you said except for the memoir part I could have said too. I didn't really, I mean, I knew about the case because it was huge. I didn't know her name and I didn't know about the Buzzfeed article either. So the book was really, really fresh for me as far as getting to know the story. Right. So was thought, there anything that was surprising for you? Um, I wouldn't say surprising, but naturally when you know you have first of all I'll say that you know it's it's uh, to Chanel Miller the writer the person this happened to what an amazing gifted writer she is and and that I mean I can't imagine for all of the women who suffer this kind of thing to not have that type of skill that she had in, in articulating what happened to her and writing a book about it. And obviously getting to the point where she is right now in her healing, in her uh, you know, pursuit to um, right the wrongs and to change things in the judicial system and her advocacy, um, what a person to be doing this because she is so gifted as a writer and a communicator. Um, surprising to answer your question, were the things that were surprising to me? No, not really, but to get to the depth of, of the process and how things happened for her, the legal process I'm speaking of, um, to get into the, the nuts and bolts and into the, uh, the nitty gritty of how that happened and what her experience was like, that was obviously enlightening and um, illuminating. And, and I, I am a former paralegal, so I knew kind of how things worked, you know, but it was still uh, very difficult to see what a challenge this was for her. This is something that happened to her, a violation of her body, a violation of her rights, her violation of her humanity. Uh, a violation of her sacred space and to see how she had to fight to, to just, I mean, to survive, to get, to get some kind of satisfaction on the other end, to get a conviction, to get, you know, we probably will touch on the, on the uh, sentencing in a bit, but, but to get some kind of, um, punishment for this man who violated her in such a way. So, so just, just not surprising, but certainly illuminating, certainly more uh, informed. Um, surprising, not so much, but, 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 but better informed. I was surprised at how much I thought I knew that I didn't know because I worked as a rape crisis advocate and we accompanied rape victims to court to their forensic exams as well as providing crisis counseling. Now I wasn't in the exam. Um, we just took them there and, and took them back. I didn't know 
any of the details of that. And I think that it is a gift that Chanel wrote this both for men and women, because it's, it's to call it a violation. I mean, that, that word is just not big enough to encompass not just what happened to her, but what happened to her in the process of the exam and then the trial. And then, I mean, it takes the whole idea of sovereignty. Just, there just wasn't any, there just wasn't. And the people that took care of her took care of her. But even in spite of that, it was just, it was brutal. Yeah. And, you know, so for me as a support person, it wasn't our job to talk people into into pressing charges or out of pressing charges. We were just there to support them. But if I had known the hell that awaited them, if they do press charges, I I just don't even know what I would, not that it's in my business, it's totally up to them what they want to do. But what you do with that information, it's just, it's, I I don't know how anybody can sign up for that. And that what you just said is, is, the reason why so many women don't go forward. You know, I think it's our natural instinct to, and Chanel's, you know, her natural instinct was to, I'm doing this by myself. Anybody who doesn't know already doesn't need to know, you know, I will protect them. Mm -hmm. Her her instinct to shield her sister, her family, her boyfriend. Um, It's, you know, this is, it, it is a shame you know, that you want to deal with yourself. And, and I think, you know, it's, it's not something you can deal with by yourself. And I think the fact that she did it, you know, ultimately, you know, she let her, you know, her sister in, her family in, her, her, her mother, dad, her and father, her boyfriend in, um, that support system ended up saving her. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And getting her beyond and getting her through, you know, this is not something that you can do by yourself. And so it is so understandable women who go through this and don't say anything and don't do Mm -hmm. anything. And, and, and that's the hard part, you know, and she, she talks about, she writes about um, that decision, you know, to, you know, it was, it was kind of like a casual decision. Do you want to press charges? And, you know, she talks about, well, do I, well, yeah, he needs to pay for what he did, you know, and just casually thinking, yeah, of course I want to press charges and not understanding what that means, what Mm -hmm. her, her, the year of her life that would be taken away from her, the ups and the downs, the roller coasters, the violations, the, you know, the not being believed to having to, you know, prove yourself and, you know, just the entire process of, of, of the trial, what you can do, what you can't do, what you, you know, how to do it and when to do it and, you know, and how you should be perceived and all of those things that, you know, you just want to be a person, you know, you just want to be a person, you just want to be yourself. And when you go through something like this, you know, you can't be, and you, you know, the, the legal system says, well, you can't appear this way on court, you know, on, on the stands and, and, you know, you don't want to be too strong. You don't want to be too angry. You don't want to be too frail. You don't want to be, you know, and what about just being who you are and showing what you are truly feeling and, you know, and, and the fact that you as, as a, as a victim of a sexual assault, you know, trying to do the right thing. So, so people will believe you, you know, is, is, is not genuine in itself, you know? Um, <laughs> but, but, but yeah, I mean, I think, you know, 
it's it's so easy to say, well, of course you have to do this, but you know, you have to press charges, you have to pursue this, you have to go through with this. It's so easy to say that when it's not you who's right. life is being turned upside down, whose body yeah. is not being violated, you know, and in her victim impact statement, how she goes into, you know, the details of what that's like, you know, and 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 to have, you know go through going through this trial and seeing the photographs of her unconscious body with her half naked unconscious body on the ground and her father says you know you look like you're dead you know and and just i mean i, I can't imagine what that is like you know that was one of the yeah, that was one of the statements that as I was reading it, I, I was just horrified. I mean, I would, I don't even know what it would be like to be sitting there on the stand. I, I don't know. I can't remember if she had seen the pictures before or not. I don't think she had. Yeah, and then yeah. just to see yourself looking like you're dead. And to, and to be in that vulnerable. And then not only for you to see it for the first time, but your mom, your dad, your sister, right. strangers. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know how she had she, when she um it was during the trial when she they i believe that it was at that moment when she after that day of, of testifying when she was you know out of court out of that day and she was reflecting on the day and she was talking about how how you know she counted the number of people who had seen her naked body who who yeah. she didn't know and mm -hmm. she enumerated the list and I can't remember what the number was, but it was well into, you know, the twenties and thirties or maybe even more, but of all these people who had seen her naked body that she didn't know to be that exposed and to be that vulnerable, I, I, that's just, that takes a lot of strength. But it that speaks to, to what rape is. And I'm so glad as horrifying as it is, that she went to that level of detail because I don't think people think of it, especially, sorry to say guys, but men, because there's this culture that, you know, boys will be boys. That's what they do. And if they can get away with it, well, shame on you, girl, mm -hmm. for letting them. I mean, that's kind of how it's looked at because I've said this story a couple of times since reading this, but I, I want to repeat it because it just shocked me and I think people need to hear this. But I was on TikTok and I saw this video of um, the speaker had asked the audience to stand up if they or someone they knew had been sexually assaulted and almost everyone stood up. Yeah. And then she said, um, I think it was sit down if you know somebody who's a rapist and nobody moved. And that just can't be if you have all of these victims and nobody knows of the rapist. Oh, wow. So either people don't think that they're rapists or they're too ashamed to say any, anything. And there's a real disconnect with that. If, if we're coming from a place of values. Right. Right. I, I am encouraged with this place that we are as a society you know, I, I think it's, it's very new and we're treading new ground, but coming to a place where we are starting to recognize, uh, you know, what 
to, to get out of that boys will be boys, to understand, you know, well, no, you can't say this. No, you can't touch her. You can't, you know, you can't do these things. Yes, that is considered uh, creepy or perverted or, you know, violating, you know. Um, I, 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 I mean, and it takes stories like this and, and vulnerability and exposure like this in this kind of detail and it takes me too, you know, to get to that place where you're saying, oh, wait a minute, maybe, maybe slipping somebody a Mickey isn't a good idea. Or, you know, that, you know, that that, that kind of behavior, you know, that's not okay. And, it's and not okay. you know, and, and, you know, and just to think, you know, and to say, oh, well, that was something that we did in the 60s or that's something we didn't, that's still not okay. I don't care. No. It's, not, mm -mm. it's never okay in the 60s and the 70s and 2021. It's never okay. You know, mm -hmm. and, and people who are being brought up to task for things that they have done decades ago, it's, it, it needs to be done. Yeah. Yeah. And back when Me Too exploded, that was just really, in hindsight, that was one of the most miraculous things that had ever happened too. But Pan Society hosted a talking circle to give women a safe place to, to listen and to talk. And I thought the room was going to be bursting to the seams because, it, you know, who doesn't have a story? But it wasn't. And I was shocked. There were only a few people there. And it was really valuable and eye-opening to me to see that because even though this was going on and people were outraged, it was still kind of behind the scenes. It was like, yeah, you know, yeah, me too, but I'm not going to tell you my story. Yeah, me too, yeah. but I'm going to say it from, from the internet where I can do it in hiding. Nobody was still ready to show their face or to tell their stories, even in a safe place, like a talking circle, you know, and we've hosted plenty of talking circles. People, I hope know me and the people that come and, and still they weren't willing to do that. And the things that did get shared were not what I was expecting. And since that was in the, I'm not going to share that since it was, you know, in sacred space, but I, I think these conversations need to be had. Absolutely. And people reach that place of readiness on their own timeline. For sure. For sure. And, and you know, uh, Me Too was a great starting point, and I hope we're still evolving and and uh, and learning and and getting more comfortable with discussing that type of thing and openly and without shame. Yeah. I think that the uh, rape impact statement helped with that because it didn't just impact her life. It impacted her mothers, her sisters, friends, I mean, all kinds of people. And the BuzzFeed viral thing, that impacted a lot of people because it, you know, they were, it made them feel something. It made them say, that's my story. And it led to healing. And one of the outrages about that is I, thank God she got to read the whole thing. But I, I think that the judge could read that and still gave the rapist six months. <laughs> and I think it was so good that the public was like, oh, no, we are not 
having this and then it led to him being recalled. Well, and I, and I think, and again, that's the, that is the, that's why we have to be brave. And that's why we have to tell these stories because everybody does have a story and everybody does, you know, this either has happened to you or you know somebody that this has happened to and, and just look at what happened, you know, the, how quickly her, when BuzzFeed released her victim impact statement, how quickly that went viral and what that did, that did get the judge recalled, that did probably yeah. help, you know, uh, his, uh, Brock Turner's uh, challenge to the, to the, what is that called? Why is that word escaping yeah, me? Appeal. Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, probably did help uh, get the appeal squashed and, and, and just everything that, that, you know, has, has, you know, and, and just, and even personally what that did for Chanel Miller, you know, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, look at where she was when, when she, when she got the three guilty convictions, you know, at that place where she was emotionally. And then right after that to get the sentencing, you know, and, you know, you get, six months with three served, you know, back at that place where she was then. And then just seeing the support that she got from that BuzzFeed article and seeing that go viral and reading those comments in the, you know, the, that those words of support in the comments section and, and where that took her emotionally. So, you know, it's, it's such a, it's, it's such a, place to be in such a you know to to have that kind of exposure and and you know you're not going to get <laughs> worldwide support unless you bear yourself that way you right. know and yeah. something that people can relate to you know to have it first published on Buzz, buzzfeed and then it was new york times and la times and you know washington post and all these different newspapers and then to have it translated into however many different languages you know right. and so all of these people who didn't even speak English, you know, sending words of support and, you know, and all these, you know, that, that support is what got her through, you know, and, yes. and, and that, you know, you had to, you had to expose your story, you know, <laughs> to get to yeah. that place. And, 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 you know, not everybody's that bold. Thank or God she okay. was. Thank God she was, because I mean, yeah. it's, it's such a, I mean, this is such an important book for, for any, I mean, even if you have not experienced sexual assault, but just, just to, uh, just to understand the process and to, you know, I think anybody can relate to this book, wherever you are, you know, whoever you are, uh, male, female, sexual assault survivor or not. Um, it's, it's a, it's a story that I think anybody can, can relate to and learn from. Well, I think it shows the power of the people because from start to finish, she was treated like your typical good old boys network. This is how we do things. And she was the one on trial. It wasn't him. You know, she had to prove that she wasn't after him and she didn't want it and she wasn't intending on hooking up and all of these other things. I mean, it was ridiculous what women have to go through just to say no means no, no means no all the time. It doesn't matter what you're wearing, who your boyfriend is, what, how much you've had to drink. 
it always means no. Well, <laughs> it always, it should come down to consent every single time. And that's not what this was about. Right. And, 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 and no means no, especially when you're unconscious. <laughs> well, you legally know? you can't even, they, that shouldn't even have been a thing because you can't give consent if you're unconscious. I don't know if that's true in California, but yeah, you can't give consent if you're unconscious. Well, I mean, obviously. <laughs> I mean, legally, legally. Well, like children can't give consent. Um, prisoners can't give consent. Unconscious or even drunk. Drunk people can't give consent. Right. Well, and, 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 and talking about giving consent and being unconscious, the whole fact, when you think about that, it's she didn't, she was not conscious. She had no memory of it. Right. Into, I mean, even that alone, you were unconscious, you have no memory of what happened to you, you just wake up in a examination room and you're told that you may have been sexually assaulted. You've got pine needles in your hair, you've got bruises on your body, your underwear is missing, and you're, you're piecing this together, you know, not even remembering it, but yeah. reading the police report, reading the the perpetrator's uh, statement reading the the guys the swedish guys who came to to help reading their statements and realizing this happened to me and then seeing yeah. pictures of your naked body and you know and i mean how oh my talk about a violation yeah mm -hmm. you know I mean, vi complete violation mm-hmm which I think says something about a kind of person who would do that. And that really bothered me too, because I recently had a, a situation where this does not happen to me, but I, I don't know, maybe it's a result of reading this book, but this person treated me like I was not a human being, like he treated her. And this is the effect of othering. I think when you can look at people and it's like, well, you're not, you don't deserve my attention. You don't deserve my respect. You don't deserve human decency. There's got to be something really wrong in your life that you can look at another, not even just a human being, an animal, uh, anything, and just be that cruel to them. And like, you know, I, I don't even care about you. I don't care what you think. I don't care how you feel. I don't care if you're hurt. I'm just going to do whatever I want. That's horrifying. And I know that exists in the world, but this book just made it so obvious and it's horrifying. To say the least, and 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 it exists in the world on multiple different levels. You know, even 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 just you know words. You know, right? Yes, how ugly we are with our words. Yeah, yeah. Definitely makes you yeah think about think about that. And 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 as I was reading this and in preparation for this talk and. Uh, you know, I kept thinking everything is sacred. Everything is sacred in the everything house. Everything is sacred. Yeah. And, and just, just how uh, that was not the case for, you know, for Brock mm -mm. Turner. Mm -mm. No, he, he was the Olympic swimmer, the Stanford student, the, you know, held up here like he is. How could it possibly be him? He's such a good boy. And all these people saying that about him. And, and, and in this moment, at least he was a monster. Right. And I love how Chanel Miller pointed that out, that two things can exist at the same time. 
he can be uh, this wonderful swimmer who, you know, uh, uh, with Olympic aspirations, he can be a good student who excels at spelling. He can be arguably good looking and still be this monster who violates a woman who's unconscious behind right. a dumpster. You know, that those things can happen at the same time. And, yeah. and, and, and I, she, I thought she articulated that so well, just because he's this does not mean that he did not do this or he was not capable of this. Those two things can exist at the same time. And, and she, I love how she flipped it as well. You know, yes, I can be drunk and silly and dancing at a frat party and making bad decisions, but I still don't, you know, but, but I'm, I still deserve dignity and respect at the same right. time, you know, just yeah. because I made a decision, you know, to get drunk or just because I had however many drinks and however many period of time does not mean that you get to violate me. Right. Yeah. You know, what I'm and wearing. I think that's, for me, that's one of the, the most, I don't know, beautiful things about animism. And also one of the most confusing is that, that space of and where this is true. And that is true. The masculine yeah. and feminine exist at the same time because it, it, takes away that ability to make somebody into a monster. Yeah, you did this thing and you're still a person. You know, I think if you can humanize people, then that kind of stuff doesn't happen. And on the other hand, it can make sure that the monsters, <laughs> at least in that moment, pay for what they do. Because I, I don't know, there's whole, the, all kinds of stuff about that. What he did was awful. I hope he has remorse. I, I think there's room for redemption. And he did a really, really, really horrible thing. Well, and and for her, for Chanel to have the, to be the one that this happened to and to have the ability to say to the, uh, who was it? One of the people in the court system who she gave a statement to after the trial, before sentencing, um, she said, I don't want him to rot away in prison. I want him to get rehab. I want him to, 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 you know, to get the help that he needs to be a better person, you know, to get to that right. place where he can be a better person. But I want him to pay and I want yes. him to admit that he did this and that he was wrong, you know, and for her to, you know, to, to not have the, you know, just you know, it, it's it's real easy to say, I want him to die. I want him to rot in jail, you know, throw the book at him, never let him out. You know, that's not what she did. To, to, to be human when she was not treated as a human, you know, and, and toward the end of the book or at the very end of the book, you know, she says, um, I survived because I remained soft. Mm -hmm. Because I listened, you know, mm -hmm. not become, and I'm looking at this passage right now, do not become the ones who hurt you. Stay tender with your power. Never fight to injure, fight to uplift. And, and I think that's just, just such a, just such a uh, insightful and, and, you know, for this to have happened to you and for you yeah. to be, you know, for you to still feel that way is amazing. Yeah. 
because it was not equal. It was not fair. The way that they characterized him was like, you know, he's the pillar of community and she's just some loose woman out to have a good time. You know, it wasn't about evidence. It was about bias. And our words matter. They show us what we think. And if we're looking at the rapist as someone who a conviction is going to ruin her life, you know, what about her life? She's just a throwaway person. Right. You know, oh, forget about her. She, What difference does it make for her? That It's just, you know, I think that's why... It, I remember I twice I've tried to go to the magistrate's office uh, to file a felony complaint and they wouldn't take it because a conviction would be very hard on the person. And that was what was told to me. Oh, well, we can't file that charge. We have to charge file this charge. I'm like, well, let, let the evidence be heard, <laughs> you know? Oh, we don't want to ruin somebody's life. What about my life? Right. What about the impact on me? You know, right. I think if you don't want a felony, don't do felony behavior. <laughs> That's right. So I, I really like that. Um, I mean, it's it's after the fact. And, you know, I guess she's writing from memory, but she still came across as really honest and um, kind. And I think that that when something like that happens to you and you can be like that, I think that goes a long way in, in making the book what it is. Because she, like you said, she did stay soft and she stayed human. And I don't know that I could do that. <laughs> you know, I don't either. And, and, and I, I, I doubt that she felt that she could at the time, you know, she, I mean, just, just, you know, reading the memoir, all of the, you know, the roller coaster that she went through and, and, you know, and how she talks about in the victim impact statement, you know, uh, how she would, you know, lock herself in the bathroom and just cry and how, you yeah. know, and, and, and it just, you know, the, the, the things that she, just everything that she went through, I mean, losing her job and, you know, zero money in the bank, you know, and, 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 and just, and how all those things happened. And it's, it's, she's very brave. She she's is very, very brave. brave. And, and, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's no wonder more people don't come forward and, and share their story. And, and like I said, for her, for her to, you know, have the skill to do it so well, I, you know, that, that served her very well. Um, and to be such a, a great writer and, and, and I don't know what else she's writing. I, ho I hope she continues writing other things, but she is a very gifted writer and it was yeah. a very easy book to read. And, and a very fast read and, 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 you know, page turner. Um, so I definitely recommend everybody give it a read. Well, I, I would like to hear the sweet story. Um, obviously their story isn't like hers, but to just be walking along and then seeing this, I, it just, I, I don't even know. I don't even know what I would think if I came upon something like that. Well, there they, was, I'm sorry, go ahead. They, you know, they, so they come upon this scene where a girl is unconscious and they pull him off from him, chase him down, give testimony over a year. I mean, I don't know if they're citizens or they come back for this, you know, who knows? But to me, that shows the right use of power. And, you know, obviously in nature, some people have more power than others. And it could be based on size, gender, economic, social standing or whatever. But in that moment, that was them. And they took it and they used it in a really good way. And I thank God, thank God. And, and, and the fact that one of them, 
is is you know when he's he's when it, when he sees it happening he's crying yeah yeah right you know he sees this happening and he breaks down in tears and and is you know and to still you know and you know to say he 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 was crying he saw this happen couldn't believe it you know what are you doing to her can't you see that she's unconscious and yeah and still in that frame of mind to he was traumatized you know yeah and for sure this is, you know this is third party traumatization you know he's he's yeah. not happy to him and for, still for him to be that impacted by what he saw and to still be able to act you know yeah that that says that says a lot that says a lot and and yes thank god for them and, and you know and she says that you know what if they didn't come along what would mm -hmm. have happened you know you know it would have mm -hmm. you know i hate to be graphic but but you know went from one type of sexual assault to a full-scale sexual assault mm -hmm. so yeah but it just, it, it's very disturbing because clearly the Swedes were in a space where they had their humanity and he just had none for her. He, he, I don't, she was just an object to be used. Just how do you not see that that's a person? Well, and I think too, I think that that kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier, how some guys and I, and I can't, say why but how some guys think that certain kinds of approaches or behaviors toward women is is okay and they you know i'm i'm as i'm reading this i'm thinking d d and she says he, you know he never admits what he did was wrong and she says mm -hmm. in her victim impact statement you still don't get it you know mm -hmm. when you said this that shows me you still don't get it and when, mm -hmm. you know, when, when your defense was this, that shows me you still don't get it, you know? And I don't think it was a, I, when she, you know, illustrated those different actions and things that he said, I don't think it was, you know, lying. I think he really didn't get it. And, and, yeah. and, and so when you've got a guy who is brought up in a certain way and, thinks that what he did was consensual and okay. And you have these foreigners who, you know, see this and clearly know it's not okay and do something about it despite their tr being traumatized by what they've seen. You know, it's like, okay, what? You know, <laughs> they're from a foreign country, but there's, we're still on the same planet. You know, right. say, yeah. what planet are you from? Well, it's, you know, <laughs> it's still the same planet, you know, and, and, you know, and for clearly, I mean, he's, he's, again, he's a arguably good looking guy with some athletic talent and, you know, you've done some good things in the past. Yeah. You can be those things and be a monster too, but, but you can still be a monster. And it's not okay for you to get a, for for you to think that you can do this to somebody and get away with it, and you have to understand why. And I think that was her biggest, you know, where her rage came from is like you don't get it. What you did was wrong, you know. And which and it, makes it him at risk for doing other things. Yes. I, I hope he won't doesn't do that again. But yeah. I think his entitlement is still intact. 
and he yeah. probably still treats people in that that kind of way and may do something again yes yes and it's just shocking yes and 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 when uh his father uh at the uh, sentencing trial uh his father got up and you know said all these wonderful things about him and the and the you know former teachers got up and said all these wonderful things about him and you know it's like okay y'all don't get it either right <laughs> there's still they a don't. lot wrong with our society when he has those people supporting him in that way it's like i understand you don't want your son to go to jail you don't you know but you know that that's a parenting fail you that's know, a parenting clearly, fail clearly a parenting fail where you as your father you know your instinct is to protect your son sure but you know you failed a long time ago when you didn't raise this boy in a household that doesn't teach how to respect women right i don't think there's a lot of people who don't get that you can't have weak and wounded women and have strong societies. The hand that rocks a cradle is the hand that rules the world. Yeah, definitely. So our guest today is Lisa Giles. If you'd like to join us in our book club, hop on over to patreon.com forward slash pan society. We meet the second Wednesday of the month virtually, and we'd love to have you there. Life is in books. And, you know, we, everything has a relevance to animism. It, they, sto these stories show us what's working and what's not working. And sovereignty, connection, and oneness can be applied to anything to guide us. The wheel of life is in everything, you know, and in no world and no healthy system is it ever okay to walk over the women and treat them like second-class citizens. So don't forget to leave us a review on the podcast, if you please. And also check us out on Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok. Or if you're on any of those social platforms, I'm Lisa Giles. Thanks for coming and see y'all next week. Thanks guys.